Is this a party or what? This the big bad sound. Take it out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Wega Link. Thank you to everyone that has shared and listened to our podcast so far, and we really appreciate your feedback. We're happy to see that you've enjoyed the first episode, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about 2020 and our intentions for the new year. Yeah, today we'll be taking a look back at the highs and lows of last year and what we're looking forward to in 2021. Today's Bahamian business highlight is Tinfurl at Tinfurl on IG. They are opening a new location in the West on Gladstone Road in Nassau, Bahamas. They really held it down for outdoor dining and new food experiences during the pandemic. They have so many talented business owners and they're all in one location. One of my personal favorites, Black Pearl. I usually get like the passion fruit tea with boba that always slaps. You can find them on Instagram at blackpearl242. Go check them out, support local businesses. And that's today's Bahamian business highlight. So we first wanted to reflect on 2020, both the highs and the lows of the last year, and also the things and people we're leaving in 2020. I think the first big high and major high for both of us is the launch of our podcast. I think we started talking about it like towards the end of summer, September maybe. And then we finally started recording episodes in October. But I think like in my mind, when I was back home during the summer, this was a big thing that I really wanted to do. I've always thought about like how Alicia and I have these conversations all the time and how it'd be so good if they could be recorded and like put somewhere for the world to hear and enjoy. And now that's what we're doing. Yeah, as if we have insightful conversations all the time. That but I-, <laughs> I feel like for the most part, like even though we'd be talking about foolishness, like half the time it'll go into these important conversations I don't know that's just me yeah I'm really glad that we started this adventure together really I never thought that I would put myself out there in this way like to have people hear my voice and hear my thoughts is just I feel very seen but it's also like a nice risk to take and to start the new year off with so I'm really proud of us for pursuing this dream and making it a reality Yeah, I agree. I feel like I hardly put myself out there, like, in terms of, like, risks. I'm very much, like, a calculated person, Mm -hmm. Um, even though this was, like, heavily planned. But still, it's a big risk to, like, suddenly be perceived by people you don't really know. Yeah. Um, But honestly, I'm excited. Like, it's a nervous energy that I'm excited to channel into, like, creating new episodes. And I think a lot of people have been coming out with podcasts recently, and I'm really excited to see where, like, in, like, the Bahamian scene to see um, what we can accomplish maybe as a new podcast and get people involved and having conversations. Yeah, I feel like this summer was, like, the rise of the influencer. Like, I feel like a lot of people saw, like, an influx of, like, people following their pages and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think... For some reason, I, well, I always loved watching YouTubers and like I had in the back of my mind, I could never be a YouTuber because like my life's just not that interesting. 
but I was always thinking in the back of my mind I feel like I have important things to say mm-hmm. and I just didn't think YouTube would have been the platform for that so I'm glad that I found podcasts because I love listening to podcasts yeah speaking of the rise of the influencer I think this summer was definitely a moment for strengthening our relationships in real life online because we all found ourselves stuck wherever we were with like COVID and all the travel restrictions so we really had to make an effort to reach out to the people in our lives whether that be like zoom calls or facetime whatsapp whatever among us yeah among us definitely school activities being on zoom for example but that also I think presents a really great opportunity to like meet people in a different way that you would have never interacted with before, make friends on Twitter. Yeah, I think Bahamian Twitter has been a particular gem during this whole pandemic, like more so than usual. It's always great on Bahamian Twitter, but like this (laughs) summer just really hit different. Between (laughs) Overdose and his online parties, and when Clint Watson was like on the streets in his van during like early lockdown when like the island, when Nassau first locked down, that was had, like, mess. had Facebook live streams, a whole Nassau on Facebook. <laughs> you never opened Facebook in like 20 years, but suddenly you're on Facebook, like trying to play <laughs> in his little van. Like peak entertainment. <laughs> that was such a mess. And Sydney Patrice, the right honorable Sydney Patrice Daxon. Her lives necessary. She she literally needs to win a Bahamian Icon Award. I agree. I would like, I would honestly watch like a show about her life. Okay, don't run out. No, like, I would watch like vlogs. If she vlogged, I would watch. Okay, vlogs, maybe just because she's funny, but a show about her life. Yeah, it would just be like reality TV. I like reality TV. So honestly, I would watch it. Okay, okay, okay. I see which that would actually probably be really hilarious. Yeah, or even just put it on Facebook. I'd watch it. Yeah, you should pitch her. I agree. That idea and be her manager. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she needs to win a a Bahamian Icon Award. Argue with your mom. Like, I feel like that's not even debatable at this point. Buddy Heels Instagram Lives, also very necessary in the beginning of the pandemic. Did you ever watch them? I did. I I used to watch them with Mary and Lauren, and they used to be so funny. It was like talent shows and people just coming on and like, I don't know, just doing whatever. (laughs) And then sometimes it'd be <laughs> his family, his daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has really a daughter? Cute. Wow. He does. She's so cute. What else came out? Oh, the versus battles. I remember when those first came out. Now they're completely different, I think. I know. They're so produced. I think, honestly, they were better when they were crunchy. The best one was the, what was it? <laughs> the one in Jamaica. What was Beanie Man and... And, um... It was Beanie Man. Yeah, but who else though? Bounty Killer. I don't even know who that is. Oh Lord. <laughs> anyway, that was I the best shame, one. I don't want. I can't shame up myself on on the internet. Anyway, <laughs> that was the best one. The Beanie Man versus um Bounty Killer was the best versus because like the internet was was good. The, the vibes. I don't know why all them people was there in a pandemic, but we moved. <laughs> the vibes were there. What other one did I like? The Two Chains one was good because I love Two Chains. Like. That, that is like middle school era for me <laughs> here he is that one was really good yeah yeah so that's another like platform that I think has really brought people joy um 
over the past year and gave people something to talk about and connect over as we've had everything flipped upside down. Oh, and Ryan's IG live at sunrise. Oh my God, yeah. I would only catch a few of them because like they'd be so late and I'd be asleep. Like, but the ones that I did get or even like seeing the highlights the next day on Twitter, so funny. Like it's so cool to yeah. see how people like really took this time to be like, people need entertainment, everybody's home, what can I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that. Ryan even, st- he started his TikToks this year. Like he really, not started. Oh my God, but he, yeah. But he really like started producing his TikToks. And I remember at the beginning of the year, just when his TikToks would end up on Twitter, it was so funny. Um, yeah, that's such a, I forgot about the voiceovers of Rodney McCoy. <laughs> A huge shout out, I guess, to all of these people. Yeah, honestly, if anything, start something new. If anything, that's just a testament to Bahamian creativity. Like, we can make anything out of nothing, and that's period. On (laughs) 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 that's period. (laughs) That's on period is what I meant to say. (laughs) That's staying in too. (laughs) No, that's why I corrected. Period. It's period. <laughs> so it's not saying that. That's, that's fucking period. That's period. <laughs> Lord, anyways. So, unfortunately, we must get into the lows of the past year. The first one, the most obvious. The bunny. The fact that we're at this point. Well, we've been at this point, honestly. But we're, we're we making we making nicknames. pandemic if there's one thing we're gonna do is make a joke because (laughs) in times of crisis that's all you could do because the pandemic had everybody down bad i ain't gonna lie truly well everybody except for millionaires oh yeah they was they were like only for you brokies literally they're good good. they have the audacity to be like stay home and then like post and stay home from their like vacation home. that was so (laughs) terrible i remember that at the beginning where they was Friggin' singing. What song they was singing? We are the world. We, imagine, imagine yes. something. Annoying. Annoying. Like, what are y'all doing? You, Why are you singing to me from the backyard of your $40 million home? Like, what is the reason? That, yeah, that was actually terrible. That was when, this year, when my my hatred for celebrities really, like, Agreed. Agreed. Because y'all literally could just shut up. Like, it's free. <laughs> shut up like it's not even inspiring at this point this your words and videos are not like what are they doing for the average citizen please that's that's all i would like to know yeah and i think that to imagine that they have the how disconnected must you be from society and real people to think that recording yourself singing in like five seconds of a song at the height of a pandemic is gonna make people like feel better and find joy so disconnected and I'm happy the internet dragged them the way that they did because they deserved it yeah that's, what the hell was that that's period <laughs> I hate you anyway one of the worst things about the pandemic was how uncertain everything was like one minute the university is like come back to school on Monday and then the next email, <laughs> the next email is like don't work <laughs> and I'm like what the hell and I remember having to like pack up not even pack up because like I barely packed my apartment and like leaving and then I remember waking up that morning 
and like people texted me like the borders are closing at 12 a.m tonight and I was like what a sec like that was so scary and then just like not knowing how long I was going to be home because I thought the pandemic was gonna be over by May so I could be on my flight back to the UK <laughs> and like move my apartment but I did not get back here until September so it's just like the uncertainty of everything just had you reeling the whole time and plus what if you were in Nassau you couldn't leave the house so yeah that on top of everything made it even worse like I was in the same situation we had to leave we had to pack up everything and leave basically all in one weekend I had to buy a ticket basically two days before I went home and which was an experience and to go home during all of that and I think the level of fear around surrounding it was extremely high at that point so everybody was in the in the airport with their protective suits and I, no idea suits what and I was mean. like literally I have my scarf like above my nose like hopefully this is fine (laughs) and also all of misinformation being spread at certain points like speculations about the U.S. U.S. government closing this border and this border when they never even did that at all and visa visa things being changed and not being able to travel like at one point I thought I would be able to come back to the states at like may and then the flights kept canceling and it turned out to be june and then july and to be home for that long it's just like and be able to do nothing didn't you have to do the semester as well you had to finish it online yeah i had to do the whole spring semester online which was i, I have no words like i literally have no words the transition was just so sudden I don't even know and at least, your uni, at least your uni still offered you the spring semester like I didn't they were just like anyways guys that that's all folks and home. like none of my classes continued and if they did it was just like here your little powerpoint and it was like what am I even doing this for if I know that classes mm-hmm. for the semester aren't going to be resumed by that point I had already handed in all of my assignments and like most of my classes are like 100% coursework so I was like you could keep your PowerPoint because I'm not like it's <laughs> happening. And I just feel like I'm not gonna lie, our university did not handle the pandemic in any sort of good way. No, yeah, no, like there was a huge lack of communication in the first part of like in the beginning of the pandemic, and then just a lack of accountability for the fact that we missed a whole semester basically you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and like not being reimbursed for that or anything like that yeah that that I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about how um universities especially and college students were really treated so poorly during this whole time um especially with money and fees not being reduced why am I paying the same amount of money for online class like it just we are all going to the University no of Phoenix sense. right now. I am so tired. <laughs> like, I did, like, I'm, why am I not getting my money's worth? I'm just confused. I'm baffled. Yeah. And on top of that, many college students in America were not eligible for the stimulus checks yeah. and are kind of just left on their own, um, especially at the beginning, at the beginning of the I hate even saying that at the beginning of the pandemic, it's like, oh my gosh, but earlier on, I remember seeing that a lot of people were being forced out of their university, like residences. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, go home. But for a lot of people, their home is university. So 
where are they supposed to go and it's so sad to think that like at the end of the day a lot of universities and colleges are just driven by like financial decisions you know and it's like uh, if you don't care about us just say that honestly i think that made it very clear what the university's priorities were and even not even universities we could go to government because they doing the same thing they yeah. and i mean we can go have a whole episode about how the Bahamian government is handling the pandemic and tourism and whatnot but let's just That's say it's been very ineffective <laughs> yeah. i mean i mean well i don't know anyway <laughs> relative it's i don't know the it's so interesting thinking about the Bahamian situation because obviously everything is so relative yeah and but our situation has been very fluctuating like yeah at one point before we allowed tourists to come it was like zero zero cases nobody was no no deaths we was just chilling everything could have been fine we could have just had our own little bubble you know and then obviously our dependence on the foreign the foreign man money (laughs) um became the priority for the government which is not surprising at all but very um disheartening to think that also still nothing has been done about that dependence and we're just supposed to be like okay this is the way it is and we have to do everything to make sure that tourists are comfortable and can be safe but no regard for the lives of bahamians like it's crazy to see like i just i remember when you when when you just said that um seeing the dashboard go from like zero to sometimes like a hundred cases a day mm-hmm. they had specific islands on lockdowns like that was so scary like I was like it could come to my household any second even though I was home the whole time but like my parents have been working throughout this pandemic and I was like so concerned for them just mm-hmm. being out because like you can't just not go to your job you know what I mean yeah um, and at a certain point the government was really there were just like no plan just lockdowns and vibes and people began to people had to take to the street and protest did you ever see that video where the woman the voice note that kind of went viral and was like come on have a coat i do (laughs) (laughs) that was so funny to me she's like we need to some some i don't know she was inciting riots child i was like yeah i'm setting riots but people became very outraged and I think you know rightfully so at the lack of plan yeah Um, and also all of the political drama at one point we were without a um a deputy prime minister minister of health health. Minister of Health, uh, what did he did he resign or he resigned and then PM accepted his resignation and it's like funny things going on so much and then even at the end of all that like months later into the new year where's the plan yeah i mean we're just waiting for the vaccine at this point yeah exactly and also to see how much um this pandemic and the government's response has become like weaponized by the opposition yes and just like everything that is done becomes something to attack Mm -hmm. rather than let's work together to make things better for people 
exactly mm -hmm. it's just like a oh um prime minister doing this 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 and he's abusing his power and the government this 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 administration is abusing their power taking away our constitutional rights i'm like this will be a very interesting election season coming up i am there's another podcast oh my gosh i'm like blanking on what it's called <sighs> never mind yeah. Let me that over. I, I run in I run in for MP and Elizabeth Estates, so <laughs> I'm dead. Gallery <laughs> Wait, is that your constituency? Please. Child, I don't no, I think my constituency is Yamagraw. Oh. Yamagraw's separate from Elizabeth Estates, right? I feel like it is. Yeah, I think I'm in Yamagraw. Isn't like wasn't like that's like um thingum that's thingum constituency, Melanie Griffin. Well it used to be. Yeah, I will always associate Melanie Griffin with well, was she Yamaka or Elizabeth Estates? Uh, we I, sound, we no sound, matter what she was. We sound uninformed. <laughs> we are. I will always associate her. I feel like she was Yamaka, but I will always associate with her. that With that area. She's my MP in my mind because I, I don't even know who my MP is, first of all. Yeah, well, my... Which is like... Not, so. Oh, yeah. Not shocking. Quite sad. Like, yeah, I think, honestly this will be a good opportunity to like especially because this will be the first time we'll vote in an election it'll be a good time to like actually be educated on what's going on yeah so, or you, try to be okay i found it it's not a podcast i don't think it's like uh it's a digital media group called spectrum politics inspired and run by young people from the spectrum and it's a hub for everything bahamas politics you can follow them on twitter at spectrum paul P-O-L. I think it's going to be like a time for a lot of resources to come out because I really and truly know nothing. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that in this election cycle, they can make things more digital. Yep. Um, even the voting registration process. Yep. That should have been digitized years ago. Um, Maybe like, out them little cards, like them laminated. Exactly. Cards. You can go to the... Um, I think you can get them at like NIB or something but you have to I remember I went with my dad one year and it took hours for him to get this little purple card they gotta tape the picture on the card I'm like not tape going on like oh it's a mess but I am quite excited to exercise my constitutional rights to exactly. vote. yeah but at the same time I'm also like I do not have much faith in Bahamian electoral politics at all. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, I I just see an MP as I don't know. I think you know it should be the case where you you know that your MP is doing something for your community, that they're involved in your community, or that they care. But I think. The way I see it is just that you have to vote for this MP in order to make a decision about the party. Yeah. Like if we collectively decide, okay, we're done with the F and M. We our only oh. option is to take out the F and M and replace them with the PLP. Yeah. So it's not that I'm voting for my MP because I I know that this MP is going to do better for my community than this MP. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I is think so frustrating to me because at the end of the day, I feel like I should be not that I should be more um, oh, 
focused on my community. I mean, I'm not sure. How do you how do you feel about it? Oh, uh, I don't know because I'm not a hundred percent sure if I even know how it works, like whether or not I'm supposed to be voting for my MP or if I'm supposed to be voting with the party that I align with. You know what I mean? Honestly, I think this is a good opportunity for, or like a yeah, a good opportunity to have like an expert or something like for a future episode on um Bahamian politics just to like especially for like new voters that would be pretty helpful or you know currently voting like people who have already voted I think it would be pretty helpful because I honestly have no clue let us know if you want us to do an episode about that because I think that would be very helpful let us know on like Instagram and Twitter yes so the next low we wanted to talk about (laughs) is a pretty big one and it's obviously not um confined to 2020 but it was doing a lot last year and that is white supremacy just big and bold in the streets in my face every day okay I think white supremacy has like reached a new level because for the last four years in in America the president really just bolstered white supremacy and made it okay to be a white supremacist out in in the open and face no consequence whatsoever Uh and I think because it's a combination of things but because everyone was at home during the summer and like couldn't turn away from what was happening then you get the influx of supporters I don't know if supporters is the right is the right word but people backing Black Lives Matter in a way that they've never backed it before mm-hmm. and I don't know whether or not that's just because it was a trendy thing to do during the pandemic and or, it was yeah or if people genuinely care because obviously people did and they died but then I just think I think the people who were support who had been supporting Black Lives Matter obviously genuinely cared about the movement but I think that people just came out of the woodworks suddenly like oh I've never heard of Black Lives Matter or I've, or I've never seen a Black person murdered before yeah. I think that hasn't been happening and been on the news for years like this is not the first time exactly. and I'm talking about like all the murders that happened of like Black people last year but this was not the first time that it happened so the fact that people suddenly were like oh I need to be a part of the movement because it's cool really did hurt like I'm not gonna lie it's just because it's like a mockery in a way yeah I've seen so many people this year who suddenly have these um highlighted stories on their Instagram like BLM be an ally um da 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 check these things out I'm like I understand why you why one would do that but at the same time it's like if you was really about it like you would have been about it like from before and also in my mind I'm so over the whole social media we kind of talk about this but social media activism and this performative allyship crap because I'm like if you I feel like if someone is or was really an ally to people they would not have a need to overcompensate in my mind that's what it is it's like a huge overcompensation for doing nothing forever yeah and also I feel like sharing things on social media is also to an extent doing nothing especially I'm just thinking about my 
college campus and the lack of action that I see from the white majority here, contrasted to the sharing that they do on Instagram and Twitter, not Twitter, but I don't follow them on Twitter, but the, you know, the things they share on Instagram and stuff, it's like, I'm, y'all are not talking about this shit. Y'all are not really trying to do anything or give up your power and privilege. So why do we need to pretend like you are? It's really just frustrating at this point. I think that for a lot of people who are posting online and like these performative allyship people, they think that being an ally begins and ends with posting on social media and there's no real work backing whatever they're sharing. Like they see people sharing it and they're like, okay, I guess I need to share this too to so to like show solidarity or whatever. But it's like, if you're not going home and doing that work, and first of all, let us let me just say that the work is not reading fucking infographics and watching 13th on Netflix. That is not the work. You are not putting in the work. That is just viewing like, and consuming content. I don't know what work you think you're doing, but it's not. You're not doing it. You know what I mean? And that's not to like make people feel guilty, but in a way it kind of is. It kind of is because I, I think, think people should. should feel guilty. Yeah, I I agree. Like you, but I think that people should feel bad because if you are feeling so much guilt and negative feelings around reading and having to do work, imagine how it fucking feels to actually be a marginalized racialized person, especially a black person, exactly. this year and every year before. Imagine, imagine, that's that's it. You can't even imagine that. So please, yeah. the complaints about, or not maybe not complaints, but the lack of effort is really not. Also the complaints about allyship fatigue. If I need to see one more infographic that says the word allyship fatigue, <laughs> I will have to fight you on the streets. Because what does that even mean? I cannot, you know, take off my black hat and not be black anymore. I'm always black. I wake up every day black. So the fact that you're tired from being an ally and you're doing the bare minimum. Good night. Save me your tears, please. I do not want to hear it. Literally. Not me getting heated. I, ha I have <laughs> so many thoughts about thought. Literally, I have so many thoughts about this. Um, perhaps it's something we need to have another episode on, but it's really just so disgusting is I guess the best word for me to describe yeah I think it was phenomenon I think it was a really big low for me during like being at home because I was just being bombarded obviously everyone's being bombarded but it's different when you're a black person being bombarded by images of people who look like you getting killed um being harassed all of those things and just like waking up and feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders you know what I mean because you wake up and it's like you feel like you have to do something as a black person but it's like why is that my responsibility why can I not just live my life you know what I mean yeah so all of that to say that um white supremacy really took center stage in 2020 not that she was she was always on center stage but I guess she had a curtain over her or not even because we've been new like we've been, we've been new we've been aware and talking about this it's just that this year I guess white people suddenly became 
aware, aware of, of white supremacy so, like, so now it's a thing that we're t- that we have to talk about boom. but they're not even talking about it or doing the work to dismantle it so w- what are we doing just making instagram infographics and chilling exactly shall i run hot anyways yeah let's end it there so we wanted to conclude this segment before we you know run hot on, on this podcast because <laughs> this getting this getting too much but all of that to say that 2020 was a rough year <laughs> like yeah. all of those things included and more because i'm sure everyone has like their own personal things going on um i think things that we want to leave in 2020 I mean, I'd love to leave white supremacy in 2020, but she already made her way <laughs> into 2021. So, um, number one, celebrities. That's period. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, because we I, we already have an episode planned to talk about celebrity culture because we're tired. Number two, bad vibe gals. And I wrote, I wrote bitches, not gals, but I'm going to say gals because gals is a gender neutral term. So we are leaving bad vibe gals, negative gals in 2020. Don't, that's all I can say about that. Don't bring energy around me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I think after that conversation, we obviously are leaving performative allies and allyship fatigue in 2020. Don't come around me with that. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that that term doesn't even exist in my mind. So. Exactly, you made that up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and that's our reflections on 2020. That's period. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just been talking. <laughs> I know, right? Um, okay, so looking onto the future and onto brighter and better things, let's talk about what we've set for 2021, our intentions, what we're looking forward to, because I mean, we're already 30 days in. Oh wait, no, we're 31. We're on the last day of the first month of this new year. So let's just talk about how it's been so far. How has 2021 treated us? Yeah, well, I would first like to say um, for this year, I have been calling them New Year's practices instead of resolutions just because, well, I didn't make this up. I literally saw this on Instagram, but the post that I saw was like, um resolutions I guess or resolutions for me come with more pressure um pressure to complete them to achieve them to yeah in order to I guess get some satisfaction at the end of the year of like oh yes I achieved all my resolutions or whatever but practices in my mind is something that is a bit more like long-term something that requires more like consistent work but doesn't come with that pressure um does that make sense yeah it does make sense because i've kind of like i'm practicing yeah in an effort to make change in my life whether that be small or large yeah i am i am intentional about this practice and whether or not and it's not something that i'm like oh i need to achieve this thing it's just i am going to practice xyz I love that. Yeah, I think in that way, it makes whatever you're doing during the year um, intentional, not just something that you're checking off by the end of the year, or you forget about it. And then December, you're trying to rush and finish resolutions. Yeah, makes you more intentional in like the things that you do in your life. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So what intentions have you set this year? 
Um, I usually do a whole notes list on my laptop. And then at the end of the year, I go back and like reflect and I'll journal and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my intentions for the year, I think I mentioned this a few times, was like to disconnect my self-worth from my grades, which is hard when you are a Capricorn and an over. <laughs> Because it's a struggle and obviously it's not something that's going to change overnight. So I'm working on it. But, you know, the validation and the serotonin boost I get from getting a good grade is just unmatched. (laughs) And I think it's not balanced out by how I react when I don't get a good grade. Not saying that I get bad grades, but like if it's not as good as I want it to be, my reaction just is not the same as when I get a good grade. I I need a week to recover. (laughs) Like all of that and it's just like unhealthy so that's one thing that I'm trying to be more intentional with and like practice um being easier on myself I guess mm-hmm. um and then my other main goal is to show up to my yoga mat every day and I've done that for 31 days wow it's just like so good right <laughs> I'm gonna insert an applause thank you I'm working on building strength because I feel like I always have these goals to exercise without having any like result attached to them I just want to like exercise and be active and I'm like begging myself in my resolutions every year to please do something Mm. so this year I was like I'm gonna continue with yoga so I like started towards the end of December and I've like been continuing all month which I'm very proud of myself because I know that once I stop I just will stop forever that's the kind of person I am so yeah just showing up for myself at my yoga mat every day has been one of my big changes to my life what about you love that i'm so proud of you thank you that's really inspiring actually i've kind of been flopping like the first two weeks of january i was doing well especially with one of my main practices is just to like establish routine for myself to go to bed at a decent time to wake up at a decent time to eat breakfast every morning consistently take my vitamins wash my face everything consistently but after about two weeks of school I was just like okay <laughs> this is this, ain't even, like, this really ain't even realistic for me right now but at the same time I'm just lying to myself because it's not unrealistic to just wake up a bit earlier to you know, get myself ready for the day. But I just value my sleep so much. And when I go to bed at 3am, I'm just like, okay, I have to get eight hours of sleep every night. So I guess I won't wake up till 11. <laughs> that is terrible. And then half the day then gone. So then I'm just like, oh, it's kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I'm also trying to be kinder to myself. That's also one of my intentions or practices this year, just to like say nice things about myself or not necessarily always saying nice things about myself but I guess not saying negative things about myself yeah it's the main thing because I tend I do that so often where I'll just so casually just speak something negative about myself or how I can't do something or and I don't need that energy in general but especially not coming from myself so I really want to you know show myself love show my body love I also want to be consistent and exercising and stuff but I find it really hard to develop habits yeah which is something that I need to work on but I'm trying not to beat myself up 
too much because you know any progress is good progress as they say isn't it like 30 days to start a habit to make a habit I think you told me that yeah I feel like I remember I used to follow this youtuber and he like is big on like setting habits for the year or whatever Mm -hmm. um but apparently it takes like 30 days to make a habit so honestly like one day at a time if yeah, it exactly. happened on the first day try again and start again the next day and it honestly may not even be a matter of like trying to wake up early maybe it's a matter of going to bed earlier yeah and that is what it is <laughs> <laughs> like that's my problem I can I can always recognize my problems but I either do not have the motivation to solve them or I'll just be like okay I don't fucking care same that's I feel like I can always recognize like bad habits and like bad like things that I'm doing and then I'm like I acknowledge and then I move on because I and I feel like although like while acknowledgement is the first step to you know curbing any bad habit or problem it just takes so much to move beyond that and do the work to fix it and do the work yeah <laughs> but you know any like I said any progress is good progress and I'm just I also just feel like I don't know I'm so conflicted about new year's resolutions and goals and shit because 70% of me is like what the fuck like I'm just trying to live mm-hmm. like, I just all I need to do is exist yep. you know what I mean that's literally it like life is already a lot so to put pressure on myself to do xyz is just so overwhelming but then it's like pressure already exists from school and family and having relationships and stuff but why I literally just wish I could live in a tree <laughs> like like that girl if I could if I could live in a like shack on a beach yeah and have to do nothing and have no worries I would not even care about new year's resolutions and practices because all of this shit is fake anyway I'm just like we're just vibing but then I'm also conflicted because I do understand that it is necessary or I think it is necessary to like better yourself and mm-hmm. and the new year is just like a good excuse for us to like put those things into action yeah I feel like the new year gives you that like extra boost of like new fresh energy to like start up on things you've been meaning to do I feel yeah. like I'm always every year because my birthday is at the beginning of the year by the way when we like when I listened to the first episode and heard that I was 20 when we recorded that I was like Ugh, yeah <laughs> But like turning 21 at the beginning of the year and always having a birthday at the beginning of the year, I feel like always gives me like new energy to like create the best version of myself and I have the whole year to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I'm really proud of you for making good progress on your intentions. And I feel that 2021 can be okay. Yeah, we have... We have 11 more months ahead of us, which is crazy to say out loud, but like we have time, you know what I mean? Yeah. We have time. And we're young. Exactly. We're (laughs) in our 20s. We're in our prime. In my mind, I'm I'm so much older than I actually am in my mind. I do not feel like I'm doing anything that an almost 21-year-old person does. But then it's also like, what does that mean? exactly 13 year old Celine thought that 21 year old Celine would be a whole adult with a job or something <laughs> like like do you not how not know how university works 13 year old Celine but yeah um looking forward to 2021 
yeah I'm also I'm looking forward to this year and maintaining my relationships that's something that's really important to me right now is being intentional about the effort I put into my friends Mm -hmm. and making sure that I like nurture those relationships because I guess I really oh my gosh why do I sound like friggin' Cherie from Bling Empire when she was like I've really realized how important it is to have true friends because <laughs> <This, laughs> her mommy died and then she was like oh, yeah and they were praying for her at the house yeah yeah That's she was balling <laughs> I know so watch Bling Empire on Netflix <laughs> yes watch that that was so good I kind of want to watch it again like low-key I'm I want to see a season two but anyway me too anyways um Let's wrap this I, up <laughs> Anyways, yes, those, that is my hope for 2021 and my manifestation of um, progress on my practices and my intentions. Manifesting that. We want to talk about music we've been listening to um for the first month also like maybe art like projects we're excited about for the year I don't know Mm. do you want to go first I think we have the first um the first song is the same (laughs) oh yeah sure I'll go first well Selena and I both have good days by motherfucking scissor here we are that song was my most played song all January like that's all I've been listening to every morning I wake up I wake up up. (laughs) Good that name. song is my morning devotions my morning affirmations everything i need to get my to get my mind right when i wake up when this i brush is, my teeth washing my face that's all i need my favorite scissors pen you said this it's unmatched this is my favorite lyric from the song i didn't even know she was saying this i had to go read this she says um choose to watch while the world break up and fall on me all the while, I'll await my armored fate with a smile. Thanks, SZA. Thank you. <laughs> also, the part where she's like, um, where's the one? Half of us lay in waste our youth is in the present. Half of us chasing fountains of youth when it's in the present now. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's us. <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> yeah, that song is so beautiful. I When I first listened to it, I was like... I don't know what this girl's saying, but but it's not good. Like exactly. she's not really good. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "Did yes. you hear the one where it's her live and it's like on YouTube and it's that and hit different?" Oh, Celine! I have that on repeat. Oh, I wish I could download that on my phone. It's so good. SZA's very talented. Like she's yeah. just yeah. I love it. I love that um, acoustic version so 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 much. That's my favorite song of the month. Like, yeah I agree I, I could listen to that alone mm-hmm. I agree and I'd be fine but I feel like I may get tired of it soon but whatever. And I'll revisit and I'll be like yes <laughs> <laughs> exactly so my second song is Essence by Wizkid featuring Thames um Wizkid's whole album was a masterpiece mm, I haven't listened would recommend but this song is my favorite sometimes I just listen to it and like dance alone in my room okay very very much a vibe and my last song is atm by brie runway if you ain't listening to brie runway i don't know what you're doing but she is the moment she is coming up 
okay. that pop star girl. She has so many good songs. I really like ATM. That one named Gucci. Um, okay. But ATM by Brie Runway, definitely, I would say, my third most played song for the whole month. Yeah, on my playlist this month, um, Stargazing by The Neighborhood arguably like second to good days i mean like that song i don't know what it is about it but like i love the neighborhood love them since their first album everything they they can do no wrong in my eyes i love the neighborhood <laughs> so stargazing by the neighborhood is my second song and then on it by jasmine sullivan featuring mm-hmm. ari lennox she released um her album this month and that song is so good like their voices together are like mm-hmm. match made in heaven it's insane their vocals i love that song i really liked her whole project actually i agree do you have any artists or projects you're looking forward to this year like what artists do you want to drop SZA. yeah SZA, rihanna please come back Child, please i'm come over back. her I, don't, I at this point i do not think that rihanna is coming out with new music i know so i think we should let that dream die and if she come back we just act surprised or yeah. not act surprised but we just take it surprised. <laughs> but i can't like i can't even put energy into that thought SZA, th- definitely mm-hmm. i want frank ocean to come back i was thinking that too but i also think that that's unrealistic i know like nights came out in 2016 isn't that oh, you know, crazy? oh my gosh i remember when nights came out and i didn't have apple music and i had to ask you for your apple music to get i to do listen to that nights. song that's how and i was sitting in bed was. like oh my gosh and when the beat switch i wish we were playing music i'm gonna put nights <laughs> in the playlist even though it wasn't honorary mention to nights this week because yeah. that song on blonde insane yeah. well i don't think i'm really looking forward to any other SZA, definitely. There's an artist I've been loving lately. Alexis put me on to. Her name is Nastasia. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't released a project, I think, since 2019. But I really love her voice and just the sound of her music. But that's about it for me. So we're not going to play any of these songs in the episode, but my friend did give a really good recommendation to create a public playlist with all these songs that we're recommending. So we'll make sure to link that as well for you guys. You can listen to all the things that we've been listening to. Thank y'all for tuning in this week. We'd love to keep the conversation going on our pages. So feel free to reply on Twitter and comment on our recent Instagram posts with your practices and intentions for 2021. We're both interested and looking forward to what y'all have to say. Yep, and make sure to follow us on our pages at Pod on Twitter and at Podcast on Instagram to stay updated when we post new episodes. And we'll see you in two weeks. Wiggle Link! Whoa, whoa, whoa.